Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to A Little Bit Dusty. All things country, rural, and outback Australia. Grab a hot or cold one and enjoy the conversation ahead. Yes, g'day guys. Welcome to another episode of A Little Bit Dusty and our final episode for Series 1. This is a bit of a wrap-up for the first series. Um, I decided I'm going to do 10 episodes per series and then just kind of see how it goes from there. Uh, Because at the start of this pod, I wasn't really sure the direction or the intention, but now I've got a bit more of a uh, game plan for it. So just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who has listened right from the start and for those who kind of tuned in through different episodes that have been linked from their mates or from other suggestions or whatever the algorithms had had planned. So in the end of this series, we were supposed to have Beck Wise come on and have a chat, but um, we just had to do a bit of rescheduling, which is fine. In the meantime, I've managed to snap up a quick chat with local funny man, as he's known on Instagram, uh, Zach Dyer. So I kind of thought, what better way to wrap up the series than uh, with a bit of a laugh? And we chat about some uh, cool topics about what it's like growing up in a little town in Blue Water off uh, Townsville and some other kind of exciting things along the way. So enjoy this episode with Zach Dyer. All right, thanks guys for tuning in to another episode. This will wrap up series one and what better way to do it when with local funny man, Zach Dyer joins us now. How are you, mate? Good, Tyson. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Just keeping busy mentally and physically. That's it, brother. Okay. So let's start with the list, uh, telling the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're based now, and uh, how you keep them proactive during the uh, yeah COVID here in Australia. Oh yeah, well I um, I'm a stand-up comedian. I live in um, I live in Melbourne now. I'm from North Queensland originally, Townsville. Uh, I've been here for about five years, just plugging away at the comedy stuff, and it was going pretty good, man. To be honest with you, it was going all right, and then. Um, you know, early 2020, the world went to shit and it's been a bit of a fucking limp since, you know. Mm. But um, I'm trying my best, you know, what can you do? You just grin and bear it. That's it. When was your last gig? Um, fuck. I don't know. How long has Victoria been in lockdown for? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> a month or so ago, five, five, six weeks ago or something. Yeah, or okay. a few nights before we actually got locked back down. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, it be stinging to uh, get back up there. Um, you're originally yeah, from knows. a small town called Blue Water, so that's near Townsville. Is it? What was it like, kind of growing up in that area? 
Yeah, it was good, man. Blue Waters, it's a, it's not really a town. It's just a suburb, like an outer suburb oh, okay. of Townsville. Um, yeah, it was fucking deadly as out there, man. It was good. I, um, yeah, just sort of, I grew up on acreage. There's always plenty to do. A few characters and shit out that way. It was great. Where are you from originally? Um, I'm here in Sydney on the Northern Beaches. Yeah. Yeah. And you much. always been there or what? Yeah, pretty much. I grew up in, uh, was it a place called Eleanora Heights and then, yeah. Moved down to a spot in Colorway and then now we've got a place called Forestville. So nice uh, heaps of uh, reserves and bush tracks and stuff up here. So yeah, yeah it's not too bad. Mm. Deadly as. But um, yeah, I've done a few trips over the last couple of years. Or not the last two, but you know, three before. And uh, yeah, it's always nice to yeah get out of the main big smoke and just kind of mix it up a bit. So which is what yeah, this whole pod's kind of based on as well. So since yeah. you spend a uh, chunky time, you know, out in the country, uh, what kind of work did you start out with as a young boy? Oh fuck, man! I did all kinds of jobs. I um, my first job ever was um, I worked at the servo out of Bluetta. There was one shop in in Bluetta. It was a servo. Uh, I did fish and chips uh, and all that kind of shit, you know. And I got oh, yeah? the job by it's right next to the creek, Bluewater Creek. We used to swim. In, in the wet season when the creek was up, we'd swim every day in school holidays. We'd go swimming down at the bridge. Oh, lovely. And one afternoon we were there and these two gay blokes opened, um, uh, like owned the owned the shop. And it was like the classic, um, like standard uh, classic gay guy uh, composition where it was like a big, real manly one and like a, a little oh, bitchy yeah. one. <laughs> they were great blokes. I love them to this day. Mm-hmm. Michael and Brett are fucking awesome. Um uh, and yeah, Brett came down one day and he's like, do you boys want a job? <laughs> like we're just swimming around and, um, me and my mate were like, yeah, fucking oh. So we went up at a yarn to him and, uh, we started the next week. Right. And there was these two blokes that worked there. that were like a couple of years older than us or a year older than us. And they were like stoked. They're like, oh fuck yeah. You boys are going to be, um, you boys are going to be working with us at, at the shop. This will be fun, fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then on my first shift, I rocked up with one of those blokes and he got the sack and I just did his job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pretty <right>. good, eh? Because <laughs> they'd, been, they'd been pinching phone credit. They'd worked out ah. how to pinch phone credit. And they'd stolen like two grand worth of phone credit, the fucking idiots. Oh, right. like, obviously, you can tell straight away what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck That's stupid <laughs> And then I worked there for a few years while I was still in school. Sorry, I'm just eating on your fucking podcast. No, that's all right. It's not chocolate here. It's too tempting. Sorry. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then I, I've done all kinds of shit. Like fucking, I went, I did like, I started an apprenticeship after school that didn't work out. And then I was tree lopping for a few years. And, and then when I moved down here, I started gardening, which is just like tree lopping light, basically. Yep. Yeah, right. Bit of a variety. Yeah, yeah. I've done a bit, mate. Been around. Um, In that environment and growing up in that environment what in your opinion makes kind of like a distinct difference between someone from the country and the city or the culture at least i guess there's more fu- i wouldn't say people are dumber out of the city but there's more dumb people outside of the city if you know what i mean like there's if people that's just especially where i'm from like every cunt thinks they're a fucking cowboy and yeah right just a lot of fucking stupid cunts man you know sorry uh, can i swear and stuff yeah it's all right <laughs> just going wild yeah 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 it's all good <laughs> um but there's also like, they might be there might be like more of sort of backwards people. But I think people are generally a bit nicer outside of the city. Like, 
in a in a like a bit more friendly and approachable, perhaps. Okay. I don't I'm know. Sure, yeah. I don't know. There's a bit. Of, there's a few cliches there, but I think it is kind of true. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm probably I'm probably with you on that one because I know that some of the places I've been, whether the towns have got like you know one or two thousand people, or whatever. Yeah, everyone kind of always takes an extra five minutes to either help you with directions or say good day and that sort of things. But um, yeah, some yeah, of everyone's a bit closer. Yeah. Well, yeah, this- but that's a double-edged sword, in my opinion, as well, because like everyone sort of is friendlier and looks out for each other because they all kind of know each other, kind of or know someone. Like everyone's sort of only one sort of connection away. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? I get that. Yeah, yeah. And that's good, but it's also bad because like everyone knows your business. Yeah, as yeah, well, you know. Point. Yeah, well, there's not as many people to. Well, to know and remember, I suppose. Yeah, and there's fuck all going on. So, you, you know, it's pretty <laughs> interesting to hear about what, you know, Kev and Carol are doing down the road or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, it's either that or married at first sight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you've been into comedy for a while now. Um, how many years have you been doing it for now? And what year did you win your first award, your first competition? I started, I've been doing it like nine years. I started in 2012. Okay. Um, around this time, actually, around July, August, or whatever. Fuck, like it's September now, isn't it? Um, and then I was plugging away a little bit. I was in Brisbane where I started, and then I moved back up to Townsville and kept doing it here and uh, doing it in Townsville, and then eventually moved uh, here to Melbourne and started 2016. And in 2017 is, is when I, I won Raw Comedy. And that's the that's the only ah okay you may like you you frame that question like I'd won fucking competitions all around the place, but I've only <laughs> it's only been the one, bros. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure of it. <laughs> that was going to be one of my next questions. So is that kind of what made you kind of decide to move to Melbourne, seeing it in some ways kind of like the home and a good chunk of Australians are? Yeah, absolutely. When I started in Brisbane, I um. I was stoked. I loved it, you know, um, and, but shit just didn't work out for me down there. Like I didn't have a good job or, and like I, so I didn't want to move back to Townsville. It wasn't like I was like bummed that I was not in Townsville. I, I, shit just fell apart in Brisbane. So I moved back to Townsville, but the goal moving back was always to, okay. originally it was to move back to Brisbane and keep doing comedy there. But I spent a few years in Townsville and just went, fuck it. I, it was between Brisbane and Melbourne and I spoke to a mate of mine um, and he just said, yeah, and he was from Brisbane and he, he said, no, just go to Melbourne, man, either Melbourne or Sydney. And I didn't want to do Sydney, so here I am in Melbourne. Yeah, okay. There you go. Um, you mentioned just a while back that you did a bit of a tour with um, Nick Kappa doing some gigs in Western New South Wales and he was the first guest on this pod and I'm a massive fan of his comedy and himself in general. Um yeah, me too. Uh, me what are too. some of the what are some of the kind of wild things that occurred during the trip? What are some kind of crazy things that happened? Oh man, that trip was sick. That was actually, I've said before that uh, there's more dumb people in the country, but that the, my trip out there kind of, um, kind of like, like disproves that I reckon because I went out there and everyone's country and 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 a bit rough, but they're also like kind of tuned in as well, you oh, know. Okay, they'll. Yeah, especially the blokes we went out with, the bloke named Muddy and Killer, which is very funny names. And Kappa told me, he's like, yeah, yeah, mate, you want to come on tour out west in New South Wales? Like, yeah, man. yeah, I've got these two blokes, their names are Muddy and Killer. They're going to take us around. I was like, all right, fuck, cool. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, they were real switched on, real fucking nice blokes, salt of the earth, you know. And then they had all the, they were big comedy fans, they had all the gear and shit. Um, yeah, it was sick. So they drove us, they picked us up from Sydney and drove us out six hours or something out, out towards Dubbo and shit oh, like yeah. that. And um, it was incredible, man. Like we went to, uh, I can't remember the names of the pubs now, but like the whole fucking area came out to see the shows and shit and they got on the piss with us afterwards nice. at all the gigs and... And this is like, this is midweek too. They're all getting up to fucking work the farm. <laughs> That's the other thing five too. Five o'clock the next yeah, morning. Yeah, a lot of them can keep going from, well, from what Nick told us as well, to you know, drink till like three, four in the morning and then get up at six. You're like, come on, time to bloody, you know, get on the tractor or whatever. I just like, fuck, it's going to sweat yeah, all Yeah, yeah, they're fucking hard cunts, man. Weapons. Yeah. <laughs> like they were, like at the first pub, um, they were, at the end of the night, the publican, the bloke who owned the place, lovely fella, and some other bloke, they had, the, you know, those metal buckets. They put, you know, buckets of yeah, coronas yeah, yeah. and shit. They had them on their head, like <laughs> running into each other, like that episode <laughs> of The Simpsons. It was fucking unreal, man. It was a, it was a great trip, a really, really great trip. And that got me really keen to do more, more touring in in regional Australia and shit like that. And I mean, it's still the plan, but like, and that's put on ice yeah, yeah. again, you know. So how long was that? How long was that tour for? It was, it must have only been four or five days, I think. We only did three shows. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was probably four days or something. And it was like, and then fly back out of Sydney on the on the final day, which was yeah, a right. dusty old drive back to fucking Sydney <laughs> after that. Jesus Christ. That's a tight little week. Oh, they got some, yeah, yeah. Got some good ground. They got some good geese by the sounds of it. Fuck, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. A few good yarns out of it and shit like that. We did proper country boy shit too. We went to... Um, killer's farm one day and we'll drive around the fucking scrub car and oh, yeah. shooting guns and lighting shit on fire and <laughs> yeah it was good it was real fun very nice and probably um yeah, you wouldn't have had much to worry about if, yeah, if you if you then be shooting shit with a muddy and killer going oh yeah no these guys are putting you up oh yeah no it's fine <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> it was good vibes out there as well actually we 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 went out there at a really good time it had just been raining and ah, um cool Nice it, it, yeah, it doesn't rain a lot out there apparently. So yep. when yep. <laughs> when it does rain, everyone's fucking over the moon. So it was good. Oh, unreal. Uh, what in what in your words makes a good road trip? Do you reckon? You gotta have you gotta have you know some kind of stimulant. All right, so caffeine is probably your best bet. Something to keep you going. Uh, you need a few snacks. Uh, you need good company. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. 
With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, there's nothing worse. Because when I, I was telling you about that job, my jobs earlier when I my first job after the blue water shop was um mm. and that, that apprenticeship that didn't work out and I was working for these fucking cunts that I hated man oh, I yeah. worked for this bloke and his two sons and we would have to the, the job was mainly up in Cairns which is a drive a four-hour drive from Townsville so I was doing a four-hour road trip like multiple times a week sometimes with people that I hated and that's what I don't recommend Jeez, a bit of drag for yeah. a road trip <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like no good. Far, yeah. so if you got um if you got you know a good crew in the car with you and you know some good tunes i like to listen to books so if i'm cruising by myself i'll, I'll chuck on a book or a podcast or something oh, like yeah. that and then uh that's it mate just fucking then you just hit the road and cruise don't do anything silly don't speed too much. Sometimes you can get away with it out, you know, in the middle of nowhere, but don't be a fucking clown because people die out there, you know? Yeah, it's it. And it's hard to get to if they're further away, I suppose. Yeah, fucking oath. I, I got it. Actually, I, I saw some, a big accident on a road trip once when I was driving back from Brisbane to Townsville. Yeah. In my, I was in a little Holden Barina. Fucking, I bought it for like two grand. Dodgiest little car. And drove all the way from Brisbane to Townsville and I don't know how it made it. But... I think it was on the other side of Rockhampton, on the north side of Rockhampton, because I stayed in Rockhampton overnight, I saw a, a um, big accident on the road. It was a big semi-trailer. Ooh. And it was like in the bush, just fully on fire. Like, Far out. Like a bushfire starting and shit. And there was cunts pulled up everywhere. I didn't know what to do. Like everyone was already there. So I kind of just snuck through in my little car and kept going because <laughs> i don't know like there's already 40 fucking 30 40 people there what am i gonna yeah, do you know already kind of assessed what's what's happening that's it i got fucking 10 hours to make today mate i can't stop from you, bro. sorry <laughs> and i can't help what am i gonna do piss on a semi-trailer to put it out yeah yeah well yeah that's it was that <laughs> was that like early in the morning or the night or whatever or it must be in the morning yeah i think it was the morning okay. mid-morning or something have you got um if someone was wanting to hit the road for the first time, have you got any advice for kind of like, you know, things to plan or look out for or things to prepare for? Uh, make sure, I mean, if it's a long trip, get your fucking car serviced for sure. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, if it's even just any trip, at least check your oil, check your tire pressure, um, check your, check all your fluids. Um, plan for the hit the what are they all right give me some give me some example why are they hitting the road throw out some hypotheticals for me if it's oh, their if first time on the road let's say yeah someone's first time on the road they want to go to somewhere out like uh uh i don't know orange or broken hill um uh, yeah yeah yep. straight out there and they're just got, all right they're, just, they're fleeing um sydney's covid restrictions 
yeah, so yeah, what yeah. You, yeah. What you need to do <laughs> is you need to forge some documents that say that you live in Broken Hill and that you've been in Sydney for work and that you desperately need to get back to your family because, I don't know, your nana's sick or some shit. You need to get all that in line and then just, then you fucking hit the road. <laughs> Nah, the main thing is just make sure you're rested and that you're not a fucking idiot on the road, you know? Don't go too fast. Don't go too slow. Just don't get in anyone's way. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And don't muck with trucks either, I suppose. I've seen... Um, oh, yeah. They're fucking psychos. Yeah, those I've seen a couple of... Uh, I was on a, a three-lane uh, motorway a while ago and there was this woman who was trying. was in the middle of his other two trucks and was trying to overtake one or the other. And there was another truck yep, in yep. front... And eventually they've kind of boxed her in and she's like in the center of this diamond shape of Freud's other trucks between three lanes. All just, just kind of kept her in so she couldn't move and she had to travel along with them. They're kind of going like, yeah, you're fucking yeah, play yeah. around with, with big trucks on the road. Yeah, yeah, because they're out there every day, mate. They, that's why they act like they fucking own the road. I would too if I was driving yeah. on it every day, you know. You think I'm here all the time. This is mine. Yeah, but... yeah, that's it. Yeah, then you got someone bloody yeah, flying down the side going like, yeah, no, it doesn't fucking play here. Yeah. <laughs> But then they, they're fucking pricks as well, you know. I, I, I don't really like them. I mean, I get there. I get, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to generalize and say I hate all truck drivers, <laughs> but you see them, you see them, like they act like they own the road, you know, which I understand why they, why they feel like they own the road. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think sometimes that road rage is just necessary depending on what the situation is. And sometimes it's, you know, like, oh, no, you just, you just flopping it out. Like, just relax. You're just a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get road rage bad, man, especially in the afternoons. On the, on the, in the mornings, I'm all good, but if I'm like in the Arvos, if I'm on my way home from work, I'll, um, I'll give cunts a spray. <laughs> not, to, not to them. I, I would never, I'd never yell at anyone unless they really like did something stupid. Yeah, just, shout, just shouting car, with the windows up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, it's just a release for me, you know? It's got nothing to do with them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Mate, we're um, nearing the kind of end of the app. Is there anything you'd like to plug or anything else upcoming that people can uh, check out some of your uh, material on? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm, on, I'm on all the bloody uh, social medias. I'm on... Uh, I've got a f- Facebook. I don't fucking use... No one uses Facebook, do they? I'm on, um, I'm on Instagram, at Local Funny Man. I'm on TikTok as well, at Local Funny Man. Twitter, same thing, at Local Funny Man. I've got, I've got my own podcast that I do with... Um, Tim Hewitt called Feedem Bro. Oh, okay, I have to check and, that out. And that's that's uh, wherever you can bloody get podcasts. You know, iTunes, um, uh, Spotify. If you're one of those weird cunts that uses something else to get you <laughs> get your podcast, it's probably on that too. I haven't checked them all, but I think it's all. I think it's everywhere. So yeah, that's called Feedem Bro. Wicked, Zach. It's been a great chat and a great way to uh, wrap up series one. Um, yeah, thanks for taking the time to have a chat and um, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me on. All good. And there you have it. That is a wrap for series one of A Little Bit Dusty. Guys, I yeah, we can't thank you enough. Thanks so much for taking the time to give us a follow on the Instagram to have a listen to the episodes, to for sharing the episodes. It uh, means a great deal to us because this just started out just as an idea while I was bored in lockdown and while I was trying to keep proactive during uh, my kind of two-month kind of dry July or sober challenge. 
and I really feel like I've reaped the benefits and the rewards of doing this whole project in the first place as I hope that you guys have as well, getting a bit of an insight as to what it was like to live, work and travel out to some of these areas uh, from the stories provided by the guests and hopefully a bit of encouragement to go out and see some of these areas yourself as well. I know that I've got lots of different places down a list of where I want to go. I've still got heaps of Australia that I want to do as well before I even think about going overseas. Uh, that's just that's just me. That's just because I love, you know, the areas, the wildlife, the you know, the dusty road, um, the people, the culture, the pubs, the everything that makes kind of outback Australia really. Um, I'm always kind of reminded of it at home with some of the paintings I have, uh, some of the photos from some of the events I've been to, and some of my holidays and. It's something that I do strive to look forward to and get back to doing once this uh, lockdown is over. Um, the Monday Monday Bash has been scheduled to April 2022. Uh, I think it's for the 19th to the 21st. So I'm still going to commit to that and do the um, stay tuned crew work for that and see what happens from there. And since I've been chatting to a lot of these people, I've really been getting a bit of a list down and prioritizing a few things and seeing what the kind of... Uh, next 12 months to kind of five years looking like as well because it's further inspired me to really get out there and have a crack um i've been chatting to tim beach uh outside of the pod as well and he's given us a bit of a few contacts of some of the studs that do the jack and reno kind of uh training shifts so i'm definitely going to be looking into that because i think the you know music industry or for those that don't know i do uh you know live sound music audio work and that sort of stuff as well i did have a weekly gig or a weekendly gig doing the live sound at Narrabeen RSL, uh, but yeah, it's been shut out the window for the last uh, fair few months because of COVID. Um, that whole industry, I feel, isn't going to open up anytime soon, so I feel like, um, yeah, it's going to put some groundwork here in, in Sydney, get some more tickets, um, some different licenses, some different qualifications, and really consider doing this, uh, yeah, jackaroo work because it's you're pretty much learning, as Tim said in episode eight, uh, the whole process of paying to plate, and I feel... If I yeah upskill and gain more life experiences, once I've done that jackaroo ship or you know the jackaroo training ship, however you say it, um, I'd definitely be satisfied with yeah I suppose where I've travelled, what I've achieved, and the people I've met and networked with you know within well because by that time I'll be just uh, just over thirty so um, yeah kind of looking at things from a kind of different perspective and a different uh, a different lens from some of the people I've chatted to on this pod so. It served me immensely. I hope that you uh, inspired some of you guys to either get out there or look to do a, a short course in something that's been talked about on one of these apps and that sort of thing too. Uh, this is also an open invitation for anyone who wants to jump on the podcast itself. I'm not looking for, you know, high and mighty guests or, you know, anyone of high stature or whatever. As you'll probably see a lot of the people on the First series, um, yeah, some of these average Joe Blows who work or um, travel to some very interesting places and that's where I wanted to um, have a chat to them in the first place. And then, uh, you know, people like Ron Pike who was very generous to have a chat to us about that issue and given that he knows a lot of people in Parliament, you know, kind of close hand uh, and, and his stature of the whole water topic, it was very, I was very honoured, as I've said before, to, um, to have a chat with him and... Uh, Tim Beach, you know, another person that I didn't really know, but through a mutual friend, has now given me insight into the kind of detailed work that goes out, you know, that goes on on the farm and that sort of thing. So it's been really, really valuable and very knowledgeable to us. And I hope that I can continue to just keep be, uh, being persistent with this kind of networking and, you know, learning more and gaining more along the way. So 
uh, yeah, if you guys have got a story to tell about anywhere in Australia uh, that's remote, outback or uh, rural or bush or whatever, if you've lived, worked or traveled there, please just send us a message on the uh, Instagram, a little bit dusty Instagram. That's a underscore a little bit dusty. I do get back to everyone. Um, I wouldn't want, yeah, let's, let's get those numbers growing as well. We've got a few followers, which is great. We've got a fair few plays on each episode, but I love for the, the uh, numbers to keep going up with everyone's support. Uh, then I can possibly look into some other exciting avenues um, through ex- kind of exceeding or upgrading this pod and making each episode more available to everyone and each topic a bit more relatable to everyone too. So again, thanks everyone so, so much for listening to this series. We will be back around the start of November. That'll give you time to, I suppose, just prepare, book and organize uh, the guests for the next series and as well as do, just work on myself as well and make sure that my routine and my kind of, you know, my intentions for this and that sort of thing are still set in the same uh, positive place as they were kind of when I started. So thanks very much everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back around the start of November for series two. But until then, yeah, look, keep it dusty. Thanks very much for listening. The episodes of this series will still be up. So if you see anyone on social media or whatever just looking for something else to listen to or something different to listen to, just recommend them this. You know, if you've enjoyed it, surely someone else has enjoyed it or hearing stories of uh, people working, traveling or living in these areas and the kind of uh, culture clash or environment clash from, you know, from where you're uh, from where your mate who's asking to, you know, for a new product to listen to might be residing. Um, yeah, just, yeah, love for the, for the recommendations and the sharing and the downloads and the reposts to continue. I'd love to build up um, the kind of little community that the podcast has already started, uh, a lot of them being my mates and other people externally as well. So thanks for the support there. And I'll try and keep posting some photos up from uh, people that we've had on this first series as well as to still be active, just for posting some photos from uh, some trips that have been on and maybe do a couple of Instagram lives and some Q&As and that sort of stuff as well in the future. But uh, yeah, it can't happen without your support. So yeah, keep sharing the episodes, posting them over to your friends and uh, subscribing and following the Instagram and that sort of thing. And the way this can lead to bigger and better things. So again, thanks very much for listening and we'll see you guys at the start of November. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.